listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. Well, happy Easter, everyone. Look, last week, uh, Father Brady and myself began a new preaching series. We had a preaching series on the Mass during Advent, and we got good reviews, more or less, huh? And uh, so we decided to do another preaching series. We're praying about it. Uh, there are seven weeks of Easter, and there are seven sacraments. And so each week, we'll unpack a new sacrament. Now, this is called mystagogy. Mystagogy has been around since the beginning of the church. The church fathers, the early church would do this. They'd bring new Christians in on the Easter vigil, and then they'd spend the next 50 days, uh, seven weeks, unpacking the seven sacraments. And if you miss one of our homilies, they're all recorded. You can get to it on the website, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you kids listen to, um, it's on there, right? Um, now, last week I kind of uh, said how I'm, I'm going to approach it. I want to first begin by saying something very general about the sacraments and then go into that very particular sacrament. So last week I said, uh, why do we even have sacraments at all? And then I went into confession. For this week, I want to say, why do we have seven sacraments? And then go into holy orders. You know, the seven sacraments have been present in the church since the very beginning. The sacramental life was very present to the first generation of Christians. You can see the Acts of the Apostles or the Apostolic Fathers, the Church Fathers. In fact, the etymology, kind of the root word for sacrament is sacramentum. Sacramentum means a holy thing, a sacred thing, something hidden, secret. It's the secrets of God, the redemption of Christ. For instance, marriage. Marriage is a symbol, a mysterious bond that points to the union that God has with humanity. That marriage points to something higher. All seven sacraments were instituted directly by Jesus Christ. We can point in the scriptures itself exactly where he institutes it. Why seven? Well, there's a number of reasons why seven. My personal favorite of the, the few that's given is that they're kind of spiritual milestones. That the sacramental life, the spiritual life, goes with the natural life. Right? Both form and matter, the spiritual, the physical, and so in our natural individual life, we have these milestones. For instance, we have birth, a growth to maturity. We have nourishment in our daily life. We have healing whenever we're sick. And we also have preparation for death and death. That's our individual natural life. For our spiritual life, we have rebirth through baptism. We have maturity through confirmation. Of course, our spiritual nourishment with the Eucharist, 
We have spiritual healing in times of illness with the sacrament of penance, confession. And we also have a spiritual preparation for death with the anointing of the sick. There's two sacraments that were left out, both marriage and holy orders, because these are um, ways of life, sacraments of service. I'm going to go into the latter. Holy orders in scripture. You can look at the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, Aaron, the brother of Moses, helped liberate the Israelites from slavery in Egypt and was appointed by God to be the first priest of the Old Covenant. But if you remember that episode, uh, when God gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai, when he came down, Moses got so upset, he threw the tablets on the ground and broke them. He had to go back up. It's because Aaron failed. When Moses came back down from the mountain, Aaron failed to prevent the Israelites from idolatry. They formed a golden calf and ended up worshiping that. Because of his failure, God appointed the tribe of Levi as the priestly tribe because the tribe of Levi was the only ones that remained faithful to God. So the Levites, along with the 70 elders that Moses appointed in the desert, they were prefigurements of the new priesthood in Jesus Christ. Jesus establishes the sacrament of holy orders at the Last Supper when he says, do this in memory of me. He is commanding his apostles and those after him to continue what he did at the Last Supper to offer the Eucharist. He appoints people to do that. Christ empowers the apostles to make him present in the Eucharist under the appearance of bread and wine, and he entrusts this mission to their successors through the sacrament of holy orders for all generations until the end of time. The Last Supper marked the definitive institution of the priesthood by Christ by way of the institution of the Mass and the sacrament of the Eucharist. Even outside of the Gospels, you can look. St. Paul and Barnabas receives the laying on of hands before they begin their missions. The New Testament writes about how Timothy, through the laying on of hands by St. Paul and other priests, receives the gift of grace for ministry. And in fact, the same prayers that we use today for the ordinations we can trace all the way back to the early 200s with St. Hippolytus. They are the exact same prayers. What about the priesthood for today? Priest today. Just like how Moses in the Old Testament in the desert ordained elders to help him in his ministry, just like how the Levitical priest in the Old Testament led the chosen people in the public worship of God, so do priests do that same exact thing today. 
The sacrament of holy orders is a sacrament of service. Our lives revolve around worshiping God and serving his people. Bishops, priests, deacons are empowered by the Holy Spirit to meet the pastoral and the spiritual needs of the faithful with the ultimate mission to lead everyone to Jesus Christ. We are charged, just like the apostles, to teach the correct faith and lead in the proper worship of God. The priest prays and receives from God just to give to you. The priest is a bridge to God, not an obstacle. So in a real way, we've all heard this before, in a real way, when people feel loved by their priest, they feel loved by the church. In a real way, when people feel loved by their priest, they feel loved by God. The ordination of a priest is an act of God. It's a work of the Holy Spirit that takes an unworthy man and raises him to the dignity of Christ's priesthood. I give thanks to God for allowing me to serve him and his people. I've had the absolute privilege to be able to serve you all at this parish. At every single Mass I celebrate, daily Mass, Sunday Mass, I look out and I see countless families, countless people that over this time have had me over to bless their house, that have had me over to share a meal, that have come to me for some hardship that they need help to overcome, that have reached out to share some joy in my life or theirs, or to ask me for prayers. If I was half the priest that people think I am, I'd be twice the priest that I actually am. You know, in all of the saints in the Catholic Church, the thousands, there's actually only one canonized saint that was just a diocesan priest. There's just one. I want to end with a quote from that lone saint. St. John Vianney wrote that the priest is not a priest for himself. The priest does not give himself absolution. The priest does not administer the sacraments to himself. He is not for himself. He is for you. The priest has the privilege to give great gifts from his empty hands. Praise God for the priesthood. <laughs>